0: This gospel that we just heard tonight, which the church has given us to reflect upon on this vigil eve of the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ, certainly calls to mind the image of generations within a particular history of a particular people that God has called his own. So we get the sense of time being remembered. There's a lot of aspect of time. And it led me to the question well, why do we do all of this year in and year out? Why do we remember God entering our world in this way? We celebrate in time all of these historical events, all of these realities so that we have greater awareness and appreciation for the timeless, the eternal, the God who is beyond time, outside of time, who has come and entered into time to meet us where we are even today. Timelessness would be something inconceivable for us to grasp without remembering within history and time where we've come from and who we are. Just to give a little parallel about how this works for the human person in our memory and how we learn things so that we can appreciate the deeper meanings and mysteries of life, a slight parallel perhaps with the the image of water, how we come to appreciate water. We use it in baptism. We use it to sustain our life. We use it to cleanse and keep ourselves clean. When I was a child, my parents built a beautiful, large sandbox in our backyard. I'm sure maybe many of you have had similar uh, opportunities to play in the sand. Well, this was a huge sandbox that attracted all the kids in the neighborhood. And we would play for hours in this sandbox. We would build cities and tear them down and rebuild them. Roadways and systems, complete civilizations, if you will, mapped out on this little grid of sand. Sand got in our shoes, in our hair, on our elbows, deep under our fingernails, in our toes, and everywhere. And we even played with water in the sand, which made it ten times better, because you could just get all the mud all over we also knew when the bell rang for dinner, it was time to go. But before you could eat, you had to be clean, right? So we learned to appreciate water for a different reason, to be cleansed, to try and wipe away all that dirt from all the fun that we had, to be clean. Now, as a kid, you don't understand what's happening there, but we're actually learning a language of symbolism by our very experiences in childhood so that when we grow up and realize water has a cleansing value that isn't just practical but can be applied in a symbolic way for deeper meaning. Where would we be without those childhood experiences to grasp the mysteries of our existence, of our life, of a God who created everything, who desires now to enter in to our very life. See, we need those experiences of dirt in order to appreciate cleanliness, as much as we need experiences of time to appreciate the timeless and the eternal. For indeed, God is calling us to a life beyond this life. But in order to appreciate that, We need to access and remember who we are and where we came from. Our history as the Christian people is set on top of that history of God's people of Israel. That lineage we heard proclaimed tonight in the gospel connects us to a deep and rich history of God's intervening in human affairs, not as a distant God far away in a space unknown, a God who never cares, but a God who is intimately involved in the life of his chosen people. Paul, in his preaching, which we heard in the reading from Acts, sums up essentially Israel's history in three important ways, which we still celebrate in every baptism that we celebrate, making a young child or a new adult into a Christian. He recalls, the Exodus, when Moses was called by God to be a priestly figure, leading his people from slavery into new life. He recalls the ascension of David to the throne of Israel over Saul, a man after his own heart, who would do what God willed when God asked. He represents the kingly service. And he recalls John the Baptist, the last in the line of the prophets who foretold the one who was coming after him, whose sandals he was not dignified to untie, who proclaimed a baptism of repentance until the baptism of the Holy Spirit could be brought to us in Christ. He, of course, represents the prophetic ministry. And those three ministries, the priesthood, the kingly, the prophetic ministry, we still celebrate in every baptism. When you are baptized, you are made part of God's family and given the power then, the grace, to be in this world as priest, as prophet, as king in service to others, leading them into this life that God has prepared for us here In which, yes, we celebrate year in and year out our history, our place as God's people in the world today. The priest, prophet, and king, Paul is telling us through Israel's own history, are fulfilled in Christ Jesus, the one whom all three Proclaimed in their own time and in their own way. We now today, as God's people, are called to be that witness in the world that both remembers, celebrates, and invites others to this great mystery of our life and our love. For God chose not to remain distant from us, but he chose to become one so that he could be as close to us as humanly possible, existing in human flesh, walking a human journey in this life, and leading humanity into an eternal life that God has prepared for us, which we come to appreciate in faith because of what we celebrate day in and day out. You see, in this remembrance, in these sacraments, all of which are symbolic in some level, effect the very significance that they represent. When we break the bread and consecrate the wine, it becomes Christ's flesh and his blood. No longer mere symbol, but the reality that God has given to us in a sacramental way. So that we might not only recall Christ's presence at one point in history, but might experience it again and again as he comes to us each and every day on this altar of sacrifice. What does he call from us? A contrite heart to acknowledge in our frail humanity that we are in need of a savior, and to believe in faith that God has provided the one who saves, the one whose life endures beyond this life into the timeless and eternal life to come. May we, as we celebrate once again, this nativity of Christ, Continue to allow the timeless to speak in our hearts in this day and hour so that we might know where we belong, that we might know whose family we are, and celebrate with gratitude the gift that love has brought to us tonight. My brothers and sisters, Merry Christmas, and may God bless all of you.